Welcome to the Rising Consciousness Show, 20 minutes of soulful insights and powerful tools to elevate your life experience and create with higher clarity, intention, and vision. I'm Tara Antler, intuitive healer and soul coach. And I'm King Gabriel, spiritual teacher and practitioner. And we are the co-founders of Ascension Academy of Life. A global center for spiritual growth, intuitive healing, and soul alignment. Get ready to blast off. Hello, hello, guys. It's King Gabriel here, going live. And today, we're going to be talking about love, right? Moving towards divine consciousness. And the reason I bring this up is because most people, when they think love, tend to think that it's some sort of wonderful, sentimental feeling that you have between you and another person, or they think that it's some sort of situation where you're always extremely kind and generous and these sorts of things. And that's not to say that that's not inclusive or that love is not that. It's just to say that there might be more to it than that, okay? And sorry about that. The more to it than that is that love itself, if we were to really think about it for a second more, just look at it, because some people say love can't be described, the mind doesn't know love, men can't understand love, etc. Um, love itself, if you are really to allow yourself to go there, some have come as far as saying love is help, being helpful, helping, right? Love is help. That's good, but there's more to it than that. And this is the more to it. If I had to define love, I would have to define it as love is being one with whatever it is you love, right? It's to be one with. That's what I would consider love. And this is why I would say that. When you have decided that you're one with something, you see it as a part of yourself, you see it as included in your being and whatever you are, you tend to naturally take care of it as well just as you would take care of yourself you would treat it as you treat yourself you think you think of it as you think of yourself and therefore your behavior would be in alignment with that now i'm not just saying this based on some kind of weird sideway thinking right no i'm saying this based on social experiments as well there have been many social experiments that have been done to see or to come to the evaluation that when people see something that is like them they tend to have a greater appreciation of it in their mind and take care of it more. One example of this was where they had these people dress up as like, let's say, vagabonds, right? And they had them on the road looking all disheveled and stuff and just not looking like a part of a regular society. And most of the people in that era were like um, shirt and tie wearing um people that were like going to nine to five jobs and that sort of stuff. But, you know, in a community, a strong community. And what would happen was if a person, that person that was looking disheveled fell on the ground or needed help, most of the people, because that person was not like them in their minds, they would just walk by. They would just walk straight by without offering a helping hand or anything at all. Right. And they tested this firstly. Nobody would help. Right? They would just walk around, which is kind of crazy. But that's what our society has come to. Then 
On the other hand, they would have a person that would dress more like them, look like, okay, well, maybe this person is just like me. They go to a job or something like that. And they'd have that person fall. And within a few seconds of that person falling, a group of people, right, or at least one person would come and help them up immediately. Why is that difference there, right? <laughs> the difference was mainly because they saw that person as being like them. And if you see somebody that's like you, you tend to think of it as closer to you. So then you associate with that person, right? And so in society, we formed all these different classes and <laughs> I could go through all the isms for you, but you already know them. So what's the need in me going through all the isms, right? And when I say isms, isms, just for clarification, I mean things like patriotism, classism, etc. We have a whole bunch of those, right? All the isms, right? And those isms tend to keep people feeling more separate, like I'm different to you, I'm different, you're different to me, you're different, right? We're different. And that difference is what allows us to then not have that sympathetic connection with that other person. So then we don't help. So then love is lost by that difference, by that differentiation, right? And people tend to not notice that, but that there is behind the lack of love in relationships with people. Every time you can cut them up into different sections, which is what the mind slash ego does, then you end up with greater division and you end up with greater lacks of sympathy, lacks of love between the people, <laughs> right? So all these things, I don't even have to go through the whole thing. You could probably think about a million different places in your experience where this goes on, right? There are many, 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 many right? And that's mainly to come around to the point that when we do find that we're like something, we then tend to be sympathetic towards that thing or to associate ourselves with it. So we act more lovingly, we act more caringly when we think of it as a part of ourselves. Hence, if you're really thinking about love, <laughs> love is about being one with, accepting, seeing that all is one. So when people have grand ideas like we're one, we're one. This is what all the spirituality, all the spiritual people tend to say very often, right? We are one. You could see it from quantum physics. You could see it from just religion in some ways. You could see it from your own inner journey where you come to that place where you have that awakening moment that you recognize that all of this is illusion and you are part of one grand, wonderful explosion of energy that's just everywhere everywhere present you know and you could feel that bliss you could feel that love flowing through you when you feel that then well is there anything to be told after that you clearly know hi you clearly know that you are one so there will be less of that in your mind at that point in time right or maybe none of that in your mind which would be awesome right so understand that it's the mind that creates all these wonderful divisions <laughs> to keep us thinking that we're different. And that is why love, in a sense, cannot be known by the mind of man. Because if you view yourself as man or woman, or you limit yourself in that way, then you are creating divisions. You have all these different categories, right? But when you open up and you recognize, and this is where the divine consciousness come in, comes in, when you realize that you're a part of this divine tapestry, that you're linked and you're connected to everything else and you're a piece of this wonderful divine puzzle, then naturally you tend to be more loving, you tend to be more caring, you tend to see those other parts as parts of you. 
So then you don't walk by them and not care for them and say, oh, they're, 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 they just go through that sort of stuff. That's just their burden in life. That's that's for them. That's not for me. No, <laughs> you don't see, see or say things like that because it does strike a nerve within you because it is a part of you. And so you treat it differently. You care, <laughs> right? So love is to be one with, which is to care, which is to help, which is to do all these things. But firstly, it is to be one with, right? And what really causes us to go into that reaction in the first place is the idea of being safe, right? We wanna be safe. So we heard together, right? From our past, from our history, as the beings we were on this planet, we found that when we were together in numbers, right? We were safe. And if you were excommunicated or as they say, banished from your community, that was certain death, right? You knew that you had no way of surviving on your own. So we have this kind of instinct in us where, oh, I better be like everybody else because if I'm not, then I'm outside and then I'm gonna die, right? Because that's what, what people think. So if you can allow yourself to transcend that by realizing that you're always one of this huge, wonderful, beautiful, connected organism, then there is no fear around that. And if there's no fear around that, then you can be in love, right? The absence of fear, right? So naturally, being one with your environment, one with the people that you see, one with everything, as they say in spirituality, is the way to love. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to say today. And I hope that you guys have an amazing time thinking that over, feeling that through, and seeing where you can become one with what's in your environment or the people that matter to you, right? Or one with yourself for that matter, right? Divine consciousness. See you guys soon. Have a beautiful one. Eternal love and infinite peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rising Consciousness Show today. To join our Facebook group, all you need to do is go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash I rise and thrive.